0: to the University de Collage. <laughs> it's <so stupid>. L'Université <laughs> de <di> Collage. <laughs> ah, which is a great intro, because uh, we're gonna be talking about France a lot today. Oui, it's it's weird I'm talking about a lot of French subjects. Mia. Yeah, we know. <laughs> uh how do you say it? <laughs> how you say hysterical history. Uh Le pays parfait? Desserts. (laughs) (laughs) What? Parfait means perfect. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Some kind of edibles. I think I said the perfect country. Oh, okay. Well, email us, listeners, and tell us. (laughs) What did I say? (laughs) What did she say? (laughs) This is a segment called (laughs) Did I Say It Right in French? I didn't look it up. Was it a word? A real word? So, parfait means perfect? Parfait, yeah. So, when you order parfait, you're like, give me a strawberry perfect. Yeah. Hmm. They're not. They think they're perfect, but they ain't. See? If they ain't. <laughs> <laughs> parfait. <laughs> she shows me a screen of Google Translate. See? See? I know. I know that word. Pagus. No, it's Pai. Pagus. That's p- Pagenis. Pagus. Pagensis, and that's Latin. That's vulgar Latin. <laughs> specifically. I mean, I am vulgar. What else would I speak? That's true. That's Alexis. Uh, and that's Haley. And we are hysterical history. <laughs> With all <our> forces combined. <laughs> With our forces combined, we I are. I am hysterical history. <laughs> uh, hysterical history. They're so funny. <laughs> Gonna Please make the give world. us money. <laughs> <laughs> gonna make the world cry in a pillow. <laughs> so true. Gonna tell them history. <laughs> gonna try to figure out what, what it, it means. Sterical history. <sighs> it's a poet. <laughs> it's <laughs> a history. <laughs> uh, okay, it's over. It's over? Okay. So, uh, what were we watching? Face for Skin Wars? Skin Wars. <laughs> you ask as I take a giant gulp of coke. I can't believe you did that on air. <laughs> I mean, I'll cut it out. Mm-hmm. Though <laughs> that I burped. <laughs> yeah, giant belch. And my mother. If Say. she listened, she'd be mad. I mean, you should leave it in just so, like, to test her. Because if she is watching listening. She, yeah. She's watching from her video cameras. <laughs> She's watching from our secret big brother video cameras. She'll she'll immediately call you and be she'll like, "She'll shame me. You burped in front of strangers, hundreds of people, uh, dozens <laughs> of people, six people. There are dozens of us." <laughs> she doesn't listen. She'd never hear it. <laughs> she would never in her life. Never willingly in her life. willingly listen to this. Anyway, so we were watching Skin Wars, which is a like reality television show where they do uh, skin like painting, body painting, body paint and stuff. Yeah. And one of the contestants did uh, for a steampunk theme did an absinthe powered fairy. It was like steampunk, steampunk, but futuristic, which made all of us immediately <laughs> go, huh? "Huh?" Because that's not the whole point of steampunk. Is that it's Victorian? And they were like, bring it into the modern time. And I was like, that's going to be stupid. (laughs) But then this girl made a steampunk um, absinthe-powered robot fairy, and it was pretty cool. It's pretty dope. Yeah. But Alexis was like, too bad it's illegal or something like that. I'm like, I had absinthe a couple years ago. (laughs) I had it in a cocktail. I, At a bar. I heard it was illegal. In Wisconsin. In Wisconsin. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I don't think it is. Uh, they just because, want you to think that. Yeah, they just want you to think that. And then I'm like, we should do an episode about it, so I got really into researching and I found stuff I didn't know. So today's episode's going to be about Absinthe, the the green fairy. Yeah. The jade drink. Yeah. the The green demon. The Green Demon Challenge. (laughs) The Green Demon Challenge. So absinthe, just basics, it's a distilled liquor. It's somewhere between colorless to, everyone describes it as chartreuse. Mm -hmm. And I never get a chance to say chartreuse, so I'm going to say it a lot. That's green. Chartreuse. For those of you who don't speak colors. Yeah, it's like a, a puke. Yes. Color. It's like a puke or poopy green. <laughs> yeah, like baby pee, poop green. Pea green. Yeah. It's so kind of maybe yellowish. Yeah. Yellowish to greenish. Baby poop. In color. It and it's flavored with the, the holy trinity of herbs, wormwood, green, anise, and fennel. Gross. It's terrible. For those of you who <laughs> don't know, fennel and anise are licorice. It's licorice. It's Blech. it's herbal licorice. And flavor. wormwood is just Frickin. yeah wormwood is also the key to dry vermouth, which is used in the well-known martini mm-hmm. at least if you're making it correctly mm-hmm. uh, as for absinthe the botanicals are soaked in abs- uh, <laughs> soaked in absinthe. soaked in alcohol <laughs> oh. and then distilled and it's very alcoholic it's like 90 High proof 90 to 180 proof us so it's mm. uh, 50 to 90 percent ethanol by volume which is a lot Uh, It's a lot. Quite high. It's a lot. Like 50% on the low end is quite high. Yeah, like as a minimum. Yeah. If it's not... That's much more than people want to drink. Like uh, I saw some people being like, it could be like 45, but technically to be an absinthe, it needs to be at least... It has to be 50. It has to be 50. Uh. If you're distilling something and it's like 40 percent alcohol it's like it's is it did you did you distill it or did, did you, you do it Did you just kind of swish it around and strain all the stuff out you're like good enough so I don't wait for comparison wine is typically nine to fifteen percent alcohol yeah and, and people consider wine pretty strong yeah like if you fortify a wine it sometimes gets up to like twenty percent right uh, so 50 to, like, all of it is... But this is, is like a, a spirit of... to be mixed with other things. Yes. You uh, you need to serve it with water, mm-hmm. which is how they do it. It's very, it's a very... Um... Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Well. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, so I, I just showed Alexis, and we'll post the link, it's... The, just the BuzzFeed people try absinthe, mm-hmm. and mostly it was so uh, just to show the like the apparatus yes. of using it. Because if you use it properly or as like you know the Masy. full the, the full ceremony, there's like a special glass and a slotted spoon, and you have to like drip sugar cube, drip water from like a water samovar, and it, it's it's like a whole th- ceremony. It's like a tea ceremony of yeah. absinthe. I'm terrible absinthe. Uh, but I just, drink, so now I'm gonna burp. Mm hmm. Oof. Uh, but first off, pretty much any negative thing you've ever heard about absinthe is a lie made up by the wine industry but fake all, news it's all fake uh but secondly a lot of what they're saying is kind of warranted mm. in a weird way mm. in a weird kind of way okay uh but we'll we'll get into it cuz i don't know absinthe is really interesting as a historical thing just because like it didn't really exist for a long time so it's very like a, a historical fantasy that distilleries have mm. i suppose like You know, bourbon and whiskey or whatever. Anyone can make a vodka, but absinthe is, like, ooh, historical. And you'll watch, like, videos of distillery men, like, doing hardcore research and forensic chemistry to be like, I want to make it exactly like how it used to be. And it's very cute. It's very infamous now, but used to be one of the most famous... Liquors of the Western world, Mm. places where pumping out tens of thousands of gallons a day to keep up with demand. Wow. It was originally made as a medicine in the 1790s by a French... uh, It sounds like medicine. (laughs) Yeah, it's a super medicine by a French doctor, Pierre Ordinaire, living in uh, Switzerland at the time, Mm. which makes sense. There's a lot of uh, wormwood just kind of growing naturally Around the border in that that mountainous area. In the Alps. In the Alps. Uh, He used distilled wormwood and herbs in an alcoholic base as a remedy for his patients. He's Mm. basically just um, putting wormwood in a solution. Sure. Making a, you know... A tincture for his patients. Yeah, like using like St. John's wort or something. Yeah, uh, and I guess wormwood was thought to be a beneficial herb remedy used medicinally since ancient Egypt. Oh. Uh, they would use extracts and leaves, and there's some evidence there was wormwood-flavored wine being used in ancient Greece. The uh, We'll get into like the chemical interesting bits about it, but it is... Uh, Oh, you're like, you're really interested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alexis just yawned. But it's, it has a a kind of stimulant effect, Ormwood does, but if you're a very small creature, like a parasite, it's really bad for you. So it does have kind of very basic anti-parasitic properties. It, like, overloads your system um, or something? Kind of. Okay. Yeah, basically. Makes them go away. Yeah, it, 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 uh... So it does something it's a, medical. It's a convulsant. Oh, good. In in large quantities, sure. which for us, it's not really noticeable. Yes, but, but for if, small little parasite babies. For your, If you're a tiny, tiny creature, then you would notice it more. Oh, no. Uh, so France started shipping out portions of it with their legionnaires abroad in the 1840s as a way to like help purify water and field treat malaria. Okay. And they came back with a taste for it and it became the in drink popular across all social levels working class to the the bougie to the artists in the gutter mm-hmm. and the there were they had a lot of artists in the gutter Yeah. then uh, in the 1880s they started mass producing and it dropped the price Quite sharply and opened the floodgates. They had a 5 p.m. happy hour and they just called it the green hour Ah, because there was so much absence. The green liquid. (laughs) They were drinking the green booze. It was so, so hot. Famous drinkers include Ernest Hemingway, Mm. James Joyce, Charles Baudelaire, uh, Toulouse-Lautrec, Picasso, Van Gogh, Oscar Wilde, Alistair Crowley, Eric Satie, Edgar Allan Poe, and Lord Byron. Of course. Basically if they're alive in Europe and even remotely close to being an alcoholic, they've had it. Yeah. No, it's funny when you start with Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> I'm like he, he drinks everything. He is it drinkable? He's He'll like, drink. It. Is it alcohol? <laughs> right. I would like some. It's like uh it's France's hip vodka. Sure. But it was fun. I went out and got some absinthe because there's only so much I can just read about something. For I'm like, I gotta try it. Yeah, despite the fact that you d- don't like and are afraid <laughs> of pineapples. After I yeah. did my episode about pineapple, she's like, I'm gonna go eat some pineapple. Right, I have I to. Gotta. I have to do it. I have to retry pineapple. Maybe it's better now, and it's not. And the same thing happened with absinthe because I, I'm not a fan of licorice flavors. Yeah. I'm mean, like clearly I'm not gonna like it and but I got you don't drink very much. And I don't drink very much. And it's a very high proof yeah. <laughs> beverage. Which to be fair, you are supposed to cut it with water. If you do try to I tried to take a sip of it just straight and it is undrinkable. Oh yeah, I'm sure. It's it's, it's like licorice moonshine it's awful <laughs> which is the worst flavors you could possibly combine right like just smelling it out of the cup or the bottle it's like it's like an angry mouthwash which yeah. is so funny because the the stereotype about it is that it's like like you know depressed artists and grungy vampires and like Mm -hmm. dark and sexy salons and stuff but it's like no it's like frighteningly refreshing Mm -hmm. it's like it's gonna kill you with how like bright and menthol-y it is yeah uh and I mentioned Baudelaire he has a poem titled Get Drunk Get drunk. Get drunk. And it's pronounced like that because it has an exclamation point Mm. on it. Get drunk. And the whole poem is just, hey, if you're sober, you gotta get drunk. If you ever believe that times have changed, (laughs) they have not. You're wrong. This poem about getting drunk is just every rapper being like, time to go out and go to the club and drink all the champagne. Time to get drunk." drunk. You're not drunk, get drunk. Yeah. But the, I had to ask the douche. drink the champagne with some (laughs) vodka, get drunk. Drink some absinthe. Get drunk. Get drunk, get drunk, get drunk. It's very effective if you want to get drunk. Yeah. Whenever I think of Baudelaire, I always hear like a a Kesha voice, like a party girl, like whiny kind of drunk. Don't stop, make it pop. (laughs) And you should too. Charles Baudelaire, the famous poet... He's like old school Kesha. He's old school Kesha, but like legit. Like when Kesha is kind of a parody of the party girl. Yes. He's the legit party girl, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Bottle Air, you need to like clean up. You're in danger of drinking yourself to death." He's like, "I don't care." He's Amy Winehouse. <laughs> I? <laughs> he's <to> Amy Winehouse, <laughs> and I said, "No, no." It's no. so true. Uh, Bottle Air is Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Get you should just get dropped. Yeah. You know what you should do instead of going to rehab? Get drunk. You should just get drunk. Fix all your problems. And he was uh, a huge absinthe, pro-absinthe uh, pro, pro absinthe person. Well, yeah, of course. So it tells you. The, the bloom and absinthe on the scene is helped along in the 1870s because a huge... A uh, blight hits all the vineyards in France, <gasps> and tanks the wine dies. The wine is dead. No, and it just tanks the whole industry. Yikes! Like France almost became a wineless country. It's unfathomable. It's it's so strange to think about, but that's that's they just all drank absinthe instead. Yeah, for years and years. To tide themselves over. Right, like the few bits of wine that were left were too expensive and rare to drink anymore. Right, of course. Like, there's just nothing. And this is when absence takes off, and it becomes the state drink of France. Mm. So, yeah, like we were talking about, it's like, sometimes it feels like history is inevitable and everything that happened had to have happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, uh, France could be like a... Uh, a menthol-y, licorice-y Russia. And yeah, instead of, like, the wine capital of the universe. Right. So absinthe becomes big. And if you're big in France in, like, the late 1800s, you're big everywhere. Yes. Uh, Spain took a special liking to it, being the sole country to never ban it when its reputation tanked. Actually, somewhere said that, but I don't think uh, the UK, the Great Britain, ever banned it. Mm, okay. At least they don't not count because they're an island. Right? <laughs> right. The only place in Europe. In maybe. the contiguous <laughs> Europe. Right. Uh, but new New Orleans and the US took It's abs- like Alaska and Hawaii. It's right. like it doesn't. We're talking about the contiguous, okay? The contiguous, also you left. Yeah. Your bonus. Your bonus. Bonus DLC <laughs> country. <laughs> we're talking about main game. Main game. And that means you have to be connected physically. Yeah. First day, open the box. Mm-hmm. Original country, yeah. Sorry, UK. You don't count. And then Switzerland doesn't count because it's in the middle and surrounded by mountains and it's inaccessible. Yeah, Although, it's like that part of the game. It won't let you go to. <laughs> right, it's like the high it level. Teases you, and then it's like, no, no, you can't. You have to. You have to unlock a skill in order to climb this mountain to get to this mm-hmm. part. Alexis has been playing the new Assassin's Creed, where there are a lot of mountains, and um, it's great. Uh, Highly recommend. It's, it's, it looks pretty good. You Beautiful. can kick people off of mountains because takes Sparta t- kick yeah, everyone. Sparta kick everyone, and so I just I'll just warn Haley when I'm about to kick someone. And I'm like, it's a kick boy. <laughs> Haley, it's kick boy. I'm kick this boy right off a mountain. And then she does it, and she'll take, like, a picture while yep. it happens. It's my pastime now. <laughs> Ancient Greece taking pictures of kicked boys off of mountains. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the New Orleans uh, takes it into its bosom. The New Orleans. The New Orleans. The Old Orleans isn't into it. So yeah. The New Orleans. I mean, I guess it is because it's in France, so. It's true. All the Orleans Ordeal. are into it. Oh, of course. New Orleans is French also. Yeah. So why wouldn't they? It's credited as the creator of the Sazerac, possibly the first absinthe cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe there. it's possible to make a good absinthe cocktail because you're starting with absinthe. Yeah. And it's licorice. It's pretty gross. Some of them were like absinthe and grapefruit juice. I'm like, are you crazy? What? It's like what did we see the other day? Cran pineapple. <laughs> yeah, was at <that> the store. <laughs> yeah, and Haley's like God is dead. <laughs> I was maybe a little dramatic, but not that dramatic. But I hate cranberry juice enough to like kind of agree with you, <laughs> right? It's like someone was trying to prove to both of us that it was the end times. Yeah. And they're like, we took this delicious pineapple juice and we put the thing you hate the most in it. Yeah. And for me, it's like someone took this delicious cranberry juice and they put pineapple in it. Yeah. So everyone is unhappy. We're in hell. Cran pineapple. It's the bad timeline. <laughs> it's the bad timeline. Uh, but they have the, the old absinthe house being one of uh, New Orleans' historic landmarks on Bourbon Street. Cool. Which survived Prohibition. I like that it's on Bourbon Street. Absolutely. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know. It should whatever. be on absinthe street. I think uh, some kind of whiskey is in the um, the cocktail. Sure. I think. I don't know if it's bourbon whiskey, but everything should be bourbon. Who can know? <laughs> who knows? But it survived prohibition after being opened in 1870s by a Catalan bartender who immigrated to America and brought his taste for absinthe with him, serving the likes of Frank Sinatra, Mark Twain, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Hey. FDR. Uh, FDR was a boozer. And a user. <laughs> and a cheater. And he saved America. And he saved America. <laughs> <laughs> it got really solemn at the end. Someday we'll talk about FDR. Just wheel him into the bar can, the usual. I just can't ever get over <laughs> that they used to hold him up so people would you know he's <laughs> in a wheelchair. And that people didn't know. Right. Do you wonder about the man standing behind him with the arms wrapped around his waist? They don't see him. Yeah. They were so sneaky. It was so much easier to be sneaky in the 30s. That's true. (laughs) That's why they were like mobs and junk. Yeah. I mean, they still are, but... And they just thought... They're like, maybe we should make an organization. And even that was not great. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) They're also like, maybe banks are people. We're (laughs) like, no. What if banks were people? (laughs) We're like, stop it. No. I will smash them. No, smash the banks. (laughs) The it's also pretty popular in the Czech Republic. Okay, in in Prague, I really like it. Uh, Cafe Salvia is a famous cafe there, with particular renown to the artist and intellectual scene. Sorry, every time someone mentions the Czech Republic, something about me just goes oh. Why? Like I don't know. Like I feel bad for them, just for no reason. Yeah, just, just a general like some- <laughs> sense of sadness. Mm-hmm. Something about their country <laughs> makes me go, "Aw, aw, Czech Republic." Sad. <laughs> and I don't know what it is specifically. Like- <laughs> Why would happen? I don't know. I'm just sad. Everything I ever see about them is always sad. <laughs> well, they kind of. Weird, stupidly invented a weird way to take absinthe, which is to put the, su- the sugar cube on the spoon, but then just set it on fire. Oh! Doesn't the sugar get into the drink? I don't know how it works. What? It doesn't matter. It's it's a ploy. Do they set the drink on fire or the cube? The cube. Oh. I mean, they set the sugar on fire. I don't know why. I mean, I kind of know why. It's supposed to be theatrical, so you don't notice that it isn't absinthe. It's just flavored vodka. Oh, they're tricking they're, you. They're tricking you. Mm. Don't look at the absinthe. It, look at the... Fleece. It's just green Look at <laughs> Look at how we set it on fire. Why aren't they using absinthe? Because um, it was legal? Because it was probably che- just cheaper. Oh, that's fair. Uh, but part of it may have been when it was not legal. Right. But... There's, we'll we'll talk. See, I thought it was still legal here, but according to that video from BuzzFeed, it has been legal for 11 years. Yeah, And in a technical sense, it's always been legal. Sure. We'll talk about it. Great. Uh, At the end of the 19th century, it's it's the drink of choice. It's king of France and the world. Wow. Uh, Very ritualistic. Everyone, Everyone gets their 15 minutes of fame. Everyone loves it. Uh, this is absinthe time. Uh, is abs- absinthe time? Uh, people were drinking thirty-six to somewhere between thirty-six and two hundred million liters per year, just in so much. just in France in nineteen ten. So in nineteen oh six, Paris had thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty bars and drink sellers, compared to only seventeen thousand bakers. It's too many. It's too many it's too many 3s also it's, the number got confused it's too many i feel like maybe you like had one of them killed so it would be a fun number <laughs> so it would be all 3s all the time right but the wine industry was on the mend alexis the grapes are back. The grapes are back, and they're angry. You can't keep them down. <laughs> you can't keep a good grape down. Oh, no, you just can't. And uh, wine sellers are crafty <laughs> fools. They are crafty benches, and they had reawakened to find that they weren't the top dog anymore, and that was not going to fly. Scusi, scusi, this 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 green fool is taken over. Pardonnez moi and we're all just trying to learn and drink that's right so they bolster a much publicized i mean it's not like the wine industry says absinthe is bad it's they're very like subtle and lobbyist yeah, about it right. but they bolster scientists the, say <laughs> yes you'll die everyone knows that absinthe makes you crazy and evil but they, they publicize this demonizing campaign saying that it rots your brain, that it causes hallucinations, that it's poisonous. Like television. Like television. it's basically television. <laughs> Which means I love it. And there's a kind of a a, a new temperance movement gaining steam and the wine industry's like, hell yeah. Right, because like, people are getting—it always waxes and wanes from people being, mm-hmm. like, really liberal and then hard right, very conservative, yeah. and then hard left right. back to liberal. Because this is, in general, a very—I um, don't—it's somewhere between a very nice time in France and a very, like, whitewashed, don't-look-at-the-bad-things-over-there time in France. Mm, okay. The the beautiful period, Belle Epoque. Mm-hmm and everyone all of the art all of the art and the good thinkers the and art. but then there's also like a lot of booze and a lot of like drunk and depressed people and like men hitting their wives and stuff uh-huh yeah and it's like oh so it's like it's really nice shiny time but also you're not taking care of like your lowest people right at, at some all. point we need to talk about prohibition yeah. in america but like that was which I think now when people hear about Prohibition, they're like, that was stupid. And it's like, <laughs> but they, they had a point a agree, little bit yeah. that it wasn't going to work. But like the reason they were doing it is like people were drinking so much more than they do now. Yeah. And this is basically like a, this is Prohibition. That's Prohibition time. Written small, like 10, 15 years before it hits in America. Yeah. So they're getting like the early wave of it. Yeah. And absinthe is at the crest of the wave. Which kind of makes sense because it's so such a high proof. It's so it's and such people a are drinking alcohol. so much of it. It's like that's not good, right? Like if I was a state official, I would be backing the wine industry, if only because it's a much lower concentrated, like yes, ethanol content. Exactly. Like even if people it's are so much safer. drinking something else, at least they're not drinking like this 180 proof liquor. Yeah. So no matter what happens, it's going to be better. Yes. Because they're not drinking that. They're not drinking such highly concentrated poison. (laughs) Uh, They kind of have to, like, and even the wine they water down. Right. It's great. It's fine. Just drink wine. It's just grape juice that is kind of gross. Just drink the gross grape juice. (laughs) Just deal with it. It's like Welchers, but (laughs) boozy. Welchers. (laughs) I almost said Felchers and that. It's not Welchers either. It's Welch's. (laughs) Welch's? What am I thinking of? No, you're thinking of Welch's, but it's like Welch and then an apostrophe S. There's just no er. Oh, okay. Welch's. Not <laughs> Welchers. <laughs> But, uh, like, you, you, everyone's probably seen the Art Nouveau, like, very romanticized, stylized, um, basically, like, adverts for absinthe, where, like, the pretty lady's holding it up, and it's like, oh, it's very pretty and nice. Oh. But after a while, pe- the artists start kind of turning, and that's when you get the, like, absinthe as a ghostly green woman. Who haunts you. Who's, like, haunting you. Yeah. And the drinker's, like... Hallucinate. Like, dazed out and lost in a fog. Yeah. and it's it's more negative connotation. Right. The the first where it's like taking control over you. Right. And like you're helpless to it, but not in a good fun party way. Like no. in a sad, depressed, gutter way. Yeah. And uh, like it's stealing your creativity. Right. Like you you can't escape from it. The first shots fired from the the art scene. Ed Edgar Degas, painter mm-hmm. and social conservative. Classic. In eighteen seventy six with his painting, the one I just showed you yes uh depicting personified absinthe and uh, a man in her her control in her grasp. I know this is very like slightly misogynistic as Women well. Women <laughs> are always controlling men and forcing right. them to do what they want them to do. Uh, but at the time that he painted it, it was not well received. They mm-hmm. they placed it in storage for uh, a couple decades because people were still way into absence. Yeah, it was kind of more in the heyday. Gotcha. Uh, and they kept he did in, it too early. He was. It was too soon. Like they they banned absinthe in France in 1915, and he paints it in 1876. Way too early. It's too soon. Thirty years. Mm-hmm. It's too soon. But they placed it in storage until 1892, uh, when anti-absinthe sentiment was uh, growing. Mm-hmm. But even then, after they showed it, it was uh, it was booed off. It's easel. People still hated it. I can't even imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody, they show a painting and people boo so much that they take it down. (laughs) I know. People just cared more about art then, I guess. Maybe they care more in France. It's, I mean, it's just that we do that with, like, performance art now. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have to be out there, which is possibly worse mm-hmm. because then you're standing there. <laughs> Can you imagine? And it's about you. <laughs> you put like, oh, this is a painting I drew, and everyone's like, oh, it's bad. Boo. Oh, go go home. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll put it back in storage. Right, frickin'... Especially, like, the idea of that at, like, an art gallery now, where Mm -hmm. they're drinking their (laughs) fancy wine and looking at it. And everything's very civil and quiet. Yes, and contemplative, and then they're like, Boo! Which... But to be honest, like, if someone really was affected by the art enough to boo it, that's yeah. like, that's when the art is really effective. You win. That's when you win. Art is supposed to make you feel things. On the other hand, maybe they're booing because they're all just drunk on absinthe. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very drunk. They're all just so drunk. Because then there's that one person in the art gallery who's just had too much wine. What like, is vodka, like, the closest equivalent of something that's like the similar proof? Um, There's like a, there's a, a Wikipedia page that's a list of alcohol. Alcohols by proof, like, uh, like basically proof. It's alcohol by volume, like percentage, whatever content. Yeah, and most of the ones around absinthe are not Western beverages. They're all like, oh, like sake and stuff. Um, no, well, like, like more your Eastern European. Oh, okay, like Romanian. So it's. It's around there, but it's a bunch of stuff that I've never heard of and can't pronounce. Yeah. So let's just look up what vodka is. Please. Uh, alcohol. Because I feel like vodka is the standard. Like vodka and tequila are the standard, like this is going to kick you in the face. So typical vodka is about 40%. Okay. So... Um, it's not very high. It's like I mean, it's high compared to like normal things people drink, right? But compared to absinthe, it's not very high. Um, High ones boast upwards of twenty-seven percent. Let me look. Like the one I was thinking of, it's it's more like like a gin or a whiskey, like with uh, like on Roid Rage. Yeah. Um, But even like what's Everclear. Everclear vodka, which is the, um, it's like the big boy. It's the it's the one like no one actually drinks this unless they're stupid or desperate because it's just like straight up. It's just ethanol. Yeah. It's just straight up ethanol. So that one, it's made from grain and it's bottled at 151 to 190 proof. Mm. So somewhere between Yikes. vodka, gin, and Everclear is where absinthe is Lives. hovering. Yeah. I see. Uh, but that's straight. Yeah. Because of course. You're not supposed to water. Down ever clear? You're just supposed to drink it. You're just supposed to like either drink it or add it to something else, right? To like a cocktail. Yeah. So technically, I guess you're watering it down, but you're not supposed to just. But not straight water. Probably not. I don't think I've ever heard like no one asks for ever clear on the rocks, right? Right. Because if you're drinking something that's 190 proof, that's why you're drinking it to get that alcohol. (laughs) You are, as bottler says, getting drunk. Get drunk. Get drunk. okay whereas at least if you're drinking gin it's usually with a tonic yes so it's like Water. you're not supposed to drink it straight yeah you fool Or when you drink, like, bourbon or whiskey. Yeah. It's, like, that much. Like, a tiny, tiny amount, unless you're an alcoholic. And whenever you say neat, everybody goes, oh. Oh. Wow. You're like an old alcoholic grandpa. (laughs) You you have a mustache, clearly. (laughs) You are trying to be Ernest Hemingway. Are you Tom Selleck? (laughs) Are you Tom Selleck's mustache? (laughs) I hit my glasses on the egg. (laughs) The egg, oh no. Because I was laughing. We've been it betrayed. betrayed me. We've been betrayed. We weren't respecting the egg, our eggshell of protection. Anyway. So part of the problem, besides the fact that it's very strong, yeah, uh, is that people, uh, I don't know if especially the lower classes, but I assume they're going to be more, more in danger of this because they're looking for the cheapest solution, mm-hmm. are drinking... Basically bathtub absinthe, but on an industrial scale. And it's dangerous in the same way that homemade moonshine is dangerous. Yeah, that you don't know what the additives are. It's not regulated. There's no one regulating it. And so, like, they could just put whatever the hell they want in there. Right. You won't... You probably won't go blind from drinking, like, Everclear, Mm -hmm. but you might go blind if you drink a mysterious clear liquid that your cousin brewed in his truck, you know? Yeah. And that's sort of... could have, like, lead or mercury in it or something. Like, who knows what's in there? Yeah. So the distilleries in the loosest sense of the term. We'll take the cheapest, worst-grade, basically non-potable alcohol. Oh, gosh. And add flavor and color so it artificially looks like absinthe. And In then case they'll, you don't know, potable means drinkable. drinkable. <laughs> A, so when you hear yeah. non-potable water, it's water that's so gross and filled with bacteria and nasty that you can't drink it unless you boil it so that all yeah. of the gross gets out of it. It's bad. So non-potable alcohol is you shouldn't drink it. Because mm-hmm. it will hurt you. You absolutely should not drink. If somebody says non potable, just to like don't there don't means you can't drink it. Don't drink it. But the the thing with absinthe with good absinthe is once you add the water, it becomes kind of cloudy. Yes. And that's the alcohol soluble herbs and like kind of mixing with the water. But if it's just non potable alcohol, you have to add stuff. So it does that. Right. So you have to add something for the color, the taste, and the the cloudiness. Uh, one of the things they add is uh, copper sulfate, which, if consumed regularly, can cause hallucinations. So it's not the absinthe itself, but the copper toxicity from a bad knockoff. Ah, so that's where the rumors come from. The rumor come out. Does absinthe <laughs> is hallucination? It's, who knows? Uh, another part of the problem uh, is just, you know, it's so, it's like pure ethanol. It's just not good. Yeah. Uh, but the, the thing that people have blamed forever just on absinthe, regardless, you know, outside of the fact that people are drinking a bad product, is there's something in Wormwood called Thujone. And this is the reigning theory for ages. Thujone is a naturally occurring compound present in Wormwood, and people think that's what's causing the hallucinations. It has kind of a menthol odor. It's sometimes used in perfume. It can be okay. found in essential oils because it's also in other plants like sage. Mm. Uh, the connection between thujone and hallucination came about in the mid-19th century. So while this is kind of going on, uh, psychiatrist uh, studying alcoholism, Dr. Valentin Magnon uh, tested pure wormwood oil on animals and found it caused seizures. Right. So, this, so this is where we figure out that that gives you convulsions. Yeah. Uh, over the course of, like, 10 years of study, he went on to conclude that users who drank absinthe were worse off than people who drank beer or wine or other spirits, and seizures and hallucinations were part of that. Hmm. Uh, in light of modern studies, all very highly questionable. Yeah. Because uh, there's there's the toxic additive thing, uh, true, but that's not really related to food junk because they're not using wormwood. Right. Like, at all. They're just using toxic... Uh, chemicals and it's, other things. Yeah, it sounds like the the whole thing where people are like. Why are you so sleepy at Thanksgiving? And they're like, Turkey has tryptophan in it and that makes you sleepy. Yeah. And then scientists are like, It does, but I like guess? it's such a small amount that it's just because you ate so much food, you big fatty. <laughs> right. Like the food, it's uh, like people aren't like, I get sleepy at Christmas too because of the food and we didn't eat turkey. Yeah. Because it's just because you ate a butt ton of food and now your body's like, Time to hibernate. You go need to go to bed. Sh- you need to go to bed for a month. <laughs> You're, you need to go to bed just so you you don't eat anymore. I can't <laughs> handle it. The body's like, you need to stop. That <laughs> Go was to too bed. too much. Too much pie. Too much everything. Exactly. But when they're like tryptophan, it's like I mean, kind <laughs> of, but like no, kind of. yeah. And this is right. It's a it's a potent potency thing. It's a dose. Yeah. It's an issue of dosage. Everything is uh, like if you pure chemicals act sometimes very differently than when in the minute pieces that you find in. Things that you can eat. And when you're like, I'm going to test this pure thing on the animals. Right. And it's like, they're not the same as humans. Yeah. Especially because I'm like, what animals did you use? Uh, I used a guinea pig. No. Because <laughs> uh, if you use, like, a real pig, mm-hmm. then I'd be like, maybe. Maybe. Because we're very similar. But also, like, he used a extremely concentrated oil, mm-hmm. uh, which is why it's dangerous. It's yeah. like... Um, Cinnamon toast is pleasant and edible, yeah, but pure cinnamon oil will give you a chemical burn if you touch it right It's very dangerous, Bad. and uh, like I was reading somewhere amateur absinthe makers uh, even now, yeah, will if they try to just use wormwood oil. Uh, sometimes they can be hospitalized because they overdose through, like, contact. Oh, gosh. Uh, and, they're and they just, get convulsions and stuff? Yeah. And it's like they, they're just hmm. not safe with their chemicals. It's like because you're not supposed to be using the pure chemical. You're just supposed to use wormwood, the flower, whatever. Right. Like, when you boil things down to their essence, it gets real intense. It's like, um, you know, you, like, there's those stories about people who will, like, drink vanilla. Oh, yeah. And it's like, yeah. you can't because that's alcohol. It's just alcohol. That's why when you do recipes that involve vanilla, it's like half a teaspoon. Yeah. Because that's all you need. That's all you need, idiot. <laughs> or, like, Brutal Moose when he's going to drink the peppermint, and you're just like, no, 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 no. no. Right. Like, that was probably how absinthe was supposed to be had was like by the teaspoon or something yeah very very small amount like a tiny well, amount it was supposed to be medicine it's supposed to be medicine like all the things people are like <laughs> it causes hallucinations and convulsions yeah. like it was supposed to be a medicine to stop those yeah you idiots you're not supposed to drink it's it like out of a fountain yeah, it's like when there's you know stuff in the cough medicine it's like yeah it does help with that but also... You're not supposed to get high off it. But if it, you just snort it... Your fists. <laughs> Woo! It's a good time. Uh, one modern chemist had an interesting hypothesis. They suggest the atypical experience of absinthe that some people have might be the result of the combination of the sedative nature of alcohol and the specific herbs acting as stimulants to create that lucid drunkenness that people mm. are going on about. Uh, because there's some debate over whether absinthe has any mental effects right. outside of just you know ethanol. There's any hallucinogens effects. or anything? Yeah, uh, but hallucinations isn't one of them. It absinthe does not cause hallucinations. It right. might it might cause you to, like feel kind of weird in a way alcohol doesn't. Possibly we haven't it hasn't been tested well sure. enough. But it, you're not going to hallucinate off of it. But also like. I, as far as I've been told, because I don't drink, mm-hmm. like different alcohols make you feel differently in general. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, especially now, when people will talk about that, it's like you don't drink alcohol that's this high proof. Right. So yeah, like in that video we watched, they're like, "I'm drunk so fast," and I'm like, "Yes, you, you just took like a couple shots." Because usually, you don't drink alcohol this fast. Yeah, you don't. You don't drink a really strong proof alcohol at three o'clock on a Tuesday every day, ever. And yeah. you, it's funny on that video. You can tell the people who drink and the people who don't. Uh-huh. The people who drink are like, "Oh, it has like a nice floral kind of taste." too and the other ones are like woo! i love it my eyes won't open <laughs> what's happening <laughs> you're like whoa uh yeah uh Bethugone doesn't cause hallucinations it can cause muscle spasms in large dosage right a pure vapor can give a guinea pig a hell of a seizure oh, but there's no pigs. there's no hallucinatory effects also I, was, I wanted to tell you this so bad that I, I just did, because it was so funny. Uh, I didn't know this. In the 1970s, a British scientific journal, Nature, published an article comparing the molecular shape of thujone yes. to THC, ah. the primary psychoactive substance in marijuana. You... And they're like, it's the same. <laughs> and they're like, maybe it acts the same on the brain. And uh, so for a, a couple decades, people are like, Thujone is a cannabinoid. It's not. Because the only thing that you need in chemistry for <laughs> things to do the same thing is for them to be uh, the same shape. It's the same shape. So it goes in the same slot in the brain, Right. I mean, I think it can mildly interact with the same receptors, but it doesn't cause it doesn't them to... not do the same thing. It doesn't cause Just them to do the same thing. Just because you put a plug in the same hole doesn't mean it magically does the same thing. It doesn't do it. Right. It doesn't do it. Oh, my God. It's like doesn't make any sense. It's, I mean, and that's what, like, chiral molecules are, right? Yeah, right. It's, like, this way they look the same Mm -hmm. and this way they don't look the same. And they do completely different things. But they're the same shape. That's the whole point. (laughs) But they're the same shape, though. And, like, the whole thing is, like, you flip them and then you can tell. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, the famous ones are, like, the smell changes entirely. Right. It's, like, it was mint and now it smells like licorice. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, yeah, because it's different. Yeah, because it's a different thing. Just because it's the same shape. That's like yeah. that's some very low level basic like <laughs> chemistry happening. I mean, it's interesting, but the whole like, kind of embarrassing. Y- y'all went in, in the seventies. Y'all went in a weird direction. The nineteen seventies. The nineteen seventies. If you said seventeen seventies, <laughs> I'd been like, okay, that's kind of like, smart. First of all, how they find the molecular structure in the seventeen seventies? <laughs> and second of all, smart. Second of all, very smart. <laughs> Good on you, brother. In the eighteen seventies. Okay. Okay. 1970s. Hmm. You know, it's weird. You never really hear about people smoking marijuana in the 1800s. I bet we we could find some people. You know what I think it is? Hmm. They were smoking. They were smoking opium. True. (laughs) They were smoking opium. They were doing the hard stuff. (laughs) That's one thing that no one has mentioned. All this research I'm doing, they're like, oh, it was the absinthe. I'm like, or maybe it was the fact that it's like all ethanol, and then they went across the street and they smoked opium. And probably we're freaking doing cocaine. And cocaine and a whole bunch of other stuff. But no, it was the absinthe. That's why I don't trust Freud. What the hell? is because he's like, cocaine is a miracle drug. And I'm like, stop <laughs> snorting coke. I, I mean. Into your giant nose. If you use it as like a. Because I mean, people use um like morphine in hospitals yeah. still. Yeah. And if you don't have anything to like stop the pain. Yeah. That is a bit of a miracle. Cocaine is really good. To specifically numb your nose for, like, nose surgery. Uh, But other than that, that's it. it's kind of the same thing. It's like, this was supposed to be a medicine, and now y'all are being weird about it. Yeah. You made it weird. Now y'all are like, wee! Wee! Miracle drug! No. No, you're just a drug addict. Nothing is a miracle drug. (laughs) Nothing (laughs) is a (laughs) cure-all. Nothing. You're terrible. But, okay, so the point being, Thujone is present in such small quantities... In that even if it was causing hallucinations, you would die of alcohol poisoning before you could feel its effects. Just like tryptophan. Just like tryptophan, you would have to eat like ten turkeys. Yeah, and you would die. You'd die first, unless so. unless you're Joey from Friends. Yeah, that's right. He's wearing his Thanksgiving <laughs> pants. He's Those wearing are my the Trinity pa- pants. <laughs> no, these are my Thanksgiving pants. <laughs> Uh, interestingly, the EU and the U.S. and Canada and places, they have Thujone-level regulations nowadays, Oh, uh, and it's it's kind of interesting and like hypocritical in a sense, kind of smacks of Puritan drug throwbacks. Mm-hmm. For instance, in the U.S., the addition of pure Thujone to foods is not permitted, so okay. you're not allowed to just add it to you stuff. You can't just sprinkle it on your food. Yeah, uh, but food and beverages that contain wormwood species, white cedar, oak moss, tansy, and yarrow, must be Thujone-free. But in practice this means they have to be less than 10 milligrams per liter which means absinthe is legal and always has been. Right, cuz it like, it's not under that. It's it's always been under those levels. Yeah. Like the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh that's how little of the substance it was in absinthe, but they were like, "Oh, that means no absinthe." And they, wah, they <laughs> wah, wah, wah. right. It's always been legal, idiots, and the same thing in the EU. Uh, and they've gone back and tested the pre-ban absinthe and found that even like the old stuff back before you know when people were mm-hmm. thought it was causing them to hallucinate, those are within modern regulation standards. They should just be like, you can't have alcohol that's more than eighty percent alcohol. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to drink pure alcohol in public. Just can't be more probably, than probably probably not if, seventy. Not if you have like three times more uh, bars than you have bakeries. Sp- What is this? In France. What is this, Milwaukee? In France. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, I've been to Paris, and man, can you not walk 20 feet without finding a bakery. It's, I mean, baguettes. Everyone loves baguettes. It's the greatest. Everyone loves carbo-loading. The best meal I had while I was in Europe was a sandwich from a random bakery that my mom and I just found because I was like, I have to eat. Yeah. And they were just like, (laughs) here's a sandwich, and it was so good. Best sandwich of my life. Seriously? Seriously. Um, but another another weird thing, you like uh, I mentioned thujone is in sage. Mm-hmm. You uh, you can get an essential oil of sage that's like fifty percent thujone. Oh, and if you overdose on it, it causes anxiety and sleeplessness and convulsions. You die. Surprise. Uh, so all this is to say, absinthe is pretty innocuous, except for the fact that it's like pure alcohol. Innocuous? Innocuous? You said innoculus. Yes. It's in the movie Oculus. The Inoculus Prime. Highly recommend. It's actually a truck. Very good movie. It's a truck. That's its disguise. It's in disguise. It's a robot in disguise. Shia LaBeouf. So wine is back in town. Zipping zipping back. Wine is back in town. (laughs) Or no, it's more like, like... My boyfriend's back, and you're going to get in trouble. Hey-ya, yeah, hey-ya. Yeah. Wine is back. And it's the temperance movement singing that. Mm-hmm. It's like a bunch of ladies being like, you can't drink booze no more. Yeah. Back to France. Uh, wine's back in town, you're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend's back. Artisan writers are flagging somewhat under the effect of drinking hard liquor all day. Yeah. And it's weird, all their livers are gone. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh France and Europe switched to drinking like double vodka for a couple decades and they got all sad and mopey about it. And they all died. <laughs> and they all died. Really and then fast. the world war happened and they got even more sad. And they were like, whoops. Great. Good time. But <laughs> Yay. here's the thing. What really does it for absinthe, what really like puts the nail in the coffin. Uh, comes in 1905, and uh, it, it's not It's before the war. It's before. It? It's before the wars, which they don't know are going to be the wars. This is. Oh. That's my favorite thing when people are talking about history and they call World War One World War One. Yeah. Like in context, I'm like, yeah. they, they didn't know it was the first one. It's called the Great War, <laughs> they baby didn't doll. Know. They didn't know it was the first one. They yet. even called it the War to End All Wars, <laughs> and they were wrong. Those idiots. Ah, uh, so, <laughs> and it, the end of World War One directly <laughs> caused World War Two. Ah, uh, it's so sad. It's so cute when they think they are done. Ah, oh, Czech Republic. Oh, oh. baby. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> you should do an episode I of, love you, Czech Republic. I know, we don't- I don't know anything about it. don't know it. why it makes me Also, sad. is it Czechia Chechi, now? You keep changing your name. And it makes me confused. I think Czechia is like a another name, like a like a Or Chechnya. Like a like a nickname. I don't I've seen it on maps now. Which cool. makes me think it's real. And then I'm just like, What do I do? So the 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 sad occurrence is is uh, the funeral for absinthe. Sean Lafray. L-A-N-F-R-A-Y. Is that L'amphrey? L'Anfray? L-A-N-F-R-A-Y? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. L'amphrey. Um, Who is a uh, French-speaking laborer. I think they're in Switzerland. Yeah, it's a small village in Switzerland, August 1905. Okay. Um, beginning near dawn, he had a couple shots of absinthe. Diluted in water. Knocking them back. Doesn't matter. It's really strong. (laughs) It's still like 80% (laughs) alcohol. At lunch and during the afternoon, uh, he worked at a nearby vineyard. He had six glasses of strong wine and had another glass before leaving for work or leaving work. This is why Prohibition happened. This is why it happened. It's getting It's against, like, we're always like, every, like the horrors of binge drinking. I'm like, everyone used to binge drink all the time. Right. He worked at a vineyard. That's a thing, too. Like, as much as people are like, we, we repealed Prohibition, Prohibition worked. Yeah. People drink so much less alcohol now. We just had to shame them a bit. And they're like, okay, I'll have less in yeah. public. Yeah. In public. But this, like this, is route in the open. This is part of his job. No, part of his job. He has six big glasses of strong wine. Has an extra glass before he leaves for work, just as like a top off. Why not? Uh, he heads home. He stops at a cafe and has a black coffee with brandy. <laughs> Yikes. Irish um, coffee. <laughs> back home, Lumfrey finishes a liter of wine. A liter? His his wife is watching on in just horror and disgust, and she's like, you're a lazy pig, and this is disgusting. Right. And you do this every day, and he's like, you need to shut up, and she's like, don't tell me to shut up. So he takes his loaded shotgun from, or, you know, rifle from the wall, and he shoots her in the head. Yep. Uh, and then his daughter Rose comes in to investigate, and he shoots her too. Great. And then he goes into the next room, walks up to the crib of his other daughter, no. and shoots her. And uh, he tries to shoot himself, uh, but it doesn't work. He does it wrong. It's so easy. Because <laughs> everyone does. He's drunk off his I'm so, mind. It's so frustrating. <laughs> It's so funny don't, to don't me, Don't tell us. Don't tell them how it, to do it. No, but it's so funny to me, too, because, mm-hmm. like, the the first time I heard about, like, the right way to do it was from my drugs class. Mm-hmm. Where my teacher was like, this is what you do. Why everyone always doing it wrong? <laughs> uh, like, someone... this is where the stuff that controls your actual life happens in your brain. Yeah. So do it like this. And she wasn't, like, obviously telling us, like, this is how you kill yourself. But mm-hmm. she's just like... She, she was clearly so frustrated about movies that she's like, this doesn't make sense. Right. This wouldn't do it to you. And she was just like, I need you to learn where the structures of the brain are. Yeah. And I guess it would be harder to kill yourself with a rifle, just like to hold it. People do it all the time. But people do it. You can do it. But uh, th- he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, and he's he's drunk and stupid. He's, and he's the smaller percentage of family annihilators where they don't kill themselves. And they don't do it. Uh, so this is a tragedy. But the people of the town come to the immediate conclusion that it's the absinthe. It was of those. Course. It was those two shots in the morning that did him in. Instead of all the wine he drank all day, <laughs> then and everything else as a pattern of behavior that yeah. he was undoubtedly doing yeah. his entire life. Yeah, uh, and this anti absinthe sentiment was bubbling not only through, like, the town, but also all through Switzerland. Yeah. Like, within a few years, the country has banned it. They're the first country to ban it. That's not surprising to me. But the, the mayor of the town where Lanfray lived uh, publicly declared that absinthe is the cause of the murders in our country. And they had a petition to outlaw the drink that gathered 82,000 signatures in just a few days. I understand because Switzerland is so small Mm -hmm. that, like, any crime that happens there, I feel like they take a lot more seriously because there's so few people. Yeah. And um, it probably seems like a much bigger deal. Yeah. Yeah. That they're. Like, I understand them being like, "This is the problem, and it we was, need to stop." It It wasn't a like a big city crime. This was a small village, right? And that's like got to be deeply disturbing to right. like the police who had to be involved because you know everyone knew them. They knew everyone because it's a small village. Yeah, and it's just going to be over and over again. Did you hear? What's his face killed his whole family, <laughs> including his baby, including his baby in her crib, and like it, it's like that's so horrific. That's like you have to blame it on something. Right? Yeah. And it's like, at the time, it's not going to be, he had some sort of mental disorder or he was an alcoholic because alcoholics aren't a thing. They aren't a thing. And also, it's it's so interesting. Mental health isn't a thing. There is this societal, uh, like, stress between the wine industry trying to come back and absinthe. Yes. And he he worked at a wine at a vineyard. Right. Uh, But it's not the ethanol. No. Guys. It wasn't the wine. No. Or, you know, just him. Right. Or society. Uh, And I think the people, his lawyers trying to defend him in court are saying it's like it's all the alcohol that did Mm -hmm. this and no one buys it. The trial takes a day. Yeah. uh, A day. And unequivocally, it was the absinthe that did it. And I think they don't even really blame him as much. They they call Mm -hmm. it an absinthe madness, which is obviously very ill-defined as a medical yeah. condition because they just made it up. Yeah. Uh, but the whole country is calling this the absinthe murder. Mm-hmm. It's getting a lot of traction. And they say it was the absin- absinthe that did it. He he clearly wasn't his fault. No one could be that ferocious and have that kind of blind rage that causes someone to shoot their old family if, it, if they weren't on absinthe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the trial lasted only a day. He was guilty. This is... Almost the worst part. It's so hard to say if there's a worst part. Right. He was guilty on four counts of murder. Because his wife was pregnant. No. They found out she was pregnant during the post mortem. No. Uh, and he, he hanged himself in prison three days later. Good. Yeah. I mean, he figured and, out a way to do it. <laughs> and you just, you know, he. It was the, you know, it was the alcohol because, like, during, they had a funeral the day after. And he's like, I don't even remember doing this. Of course not. Of course not. You were so You're blacked out. You're crazy. Have absolutely no, like, awareness of any of this. So, but it has nothing to do with specifically absinthe. You're a horrible, abusive do. alcoholic. Yeah. So that was in 1905. By 1915, uh, even France has banned it, pretty much all of Europe. Uh, like some holdouts, like Spain doesn't ban it. UK mm-hmm. um, looks at that doctor's uh, findings. They're like, yeah. that doesn't seem very scientific. You just this is wrong. You gassed a guinea pig, and therefore absinthe is bad. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. I'm not following. I mean. It's like those fake studies about vaccines giving you autism. Yeah. And it's like people will still believe it just because they're like, well, look at it. And it's like, yeah, they even admitted it's bad. Right. It's just... (laughs) I love that they're so skeptical, too, because absinthe has never been big in the UK, like, at yeah. all. They didn't even like it, and they're like, we're not going to ban it, though. Like, their whole cuisine... Y'all are freaking out. Their whole cuisine can be summed up in the words gravy, vinegar, and pie, repeated over and over again as a yeah. kind of dark summons. Gravy, but <laughs> vinegar, pie, gravy, vinegar, pie. Exactly. But they looked at this licorice, evil mouthwash, and they're like, oh, uh, well... Uh, I mean, we'll keep it. It's, we'll, we'll pass, though. We don't really want we'll it. We don't like it, but we're not going to say no one can <laughs> drink it. Yeah. So, and then it's banned. It's banned. Uh, it's kind of in a weird, legal, gray area um, until fairly recently, you know, like... It technically was illegal in the US until 2007, mm-hmm. but people were allowed to rebrand absinthe as a wormwood-based liquor, Okay. and that's fine. So basically... You can't use the word absinthe. You just can't say absinthe. Mm. And to this day... Uh, it's fun when words are illegal. It's fun when words well, are we the have thing. Freedom of speech. <laughs> yeah. But a, a lot of... Um, alcohols have very strict legal definitions. Like, you're not allowed to call something... Yes. Like, technically, you're not supposed... Like, certain... uh, It can't be a bourbon whiskey unless it's, like, made in Kentucky in a certain kind of barrel, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It's not champagne unless it's from the Champagne region of France. Right. Uh, Absinthe largely doesn't have this except in Switzerland, where they still are very strict about... um, Absinthe in a legal sense. Right. But elsewhere, it's like, eh, whatever. I have to say, like, as much as obviously it wasn't the absinthe that made him do the bad thing... There was still a lot wrong in the culture. Uh, But there's still a... Like, they're still making a solid connection that I appreciate. Right. Like, they don't actually know about alcoholism, but they know that absinthe is a high proof and that he was drinking it, mm-hmm. and that, like, perhaps if he had just been drinking the wine, he would have been okay. And I don't think that's true yeah. necessarily, but at least they're, like, contributing it to the thing that makes you the most drunk. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, it's like they're <laughs> almost making it. The, sure. the logic is so close, they're very close. And, then, and, and then they fail. To be but, fair, it's really bad when you start your morning off with two, like, drinks I just can't some. even imagine. That's so, like, you're, you're right. pretty much gone when that's, like, your morning. Yeah. And then you, like, you, you de-escalate throughout the day. With wine. With a lot of strong wine and brandy and then more wine. Everyone knows you need to start your day off with <laughs> stimulants, not depressants. Uh, yeah. You dumb idiot. So, liquor before beer, never fear. Except they aren't drinking beer. Beer's terrible. Something, something alcohol. Yeah. So. so. I don't drink, so I don't know the <laughs> rhymes. I know. I was really mean. I got the... I got the absinthe as, you know, more of a science project. Yeah. But I'm like, oh and this is what it looks like when it doesn't have water and this is what it look like when it does have water, it turns kinda of cloudy. I'm like, Do you wanna smell it? <laughs> and my poor my poor roommates, none of them drink alcohol. No. Uh, so it, it just it just smells like alcohol vapors. It's, I mean, it does kind of smell like licorice. You, you can know, smell it. Which makes it worse. And it does smell like mouthwash because mouthwash <laughs> is mostly alcohol. It's mostly. And it does have that kind of like slightly minty, slightly licorice And it's green. And it's green. It's mouthwash. So it tricks you. You know what you're not supposed to do with mouthwash is drink, drink it, it. Don't drink it. Don't. <laughs> don't drink vanilla. Don't drink m- mouthwash. <laughs> Probably don't drink absinthe. Yeah. Because it's s- just so much. Maybe don't. You can try it, I guess. Especially, don't have it in a cocktail. Don't. You have to buy it legally. There's because. Uh, yeah, don't don't uh, drink it out of like the bottom of a truck. Don't moonshine it. <laughs> don't moonshine. Don't it. drink moonshine <laughs> unless they uh-huh. sell it in bottles in the store, which I've, some places do. I've had uh, commercially bottled moonshine, yeah. and it was it was peach flavored, Ugh. and it was like because uh, with moonshine you don't water it down, right? That's like the whole thing about moonshine. But I'd never had moonshine and I'm like I have to try it <laughs> yeah. because I'm curious. And you're a curious it, little monkey. It wasn't too bad at okay. first. Like it just it felt like you were drinking peach vapor. Okay. Like an alcoholic peach. And you're like, okay. So like that was- alcohol that had peach soaked in it or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like you were, you just—it's like Lacroix. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's like it was in the same room as peaches. Like you just, uh, like you put, you opened up a bottle of like cleaning ethanol, and you just like smelled it, and it smelled like peaches, and that's what drinking it was like. Uh. And then it started to burn afterwards, and then it was like a peach fire. Yeah, I'm like ah, what's happening? It's bad, but overall not too bad. Well, that's good. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But I have a friend who, like, they went to a wedding, and their friend had moonshine, like, in a, like, an old milk carton in their truck. I'm like, don't drink that. Yikes. Don't, don't drink that. Don't trust people. (laughs) Don't, don't do that. What are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Should I, should I read Get Drunk? Please. Uh, I want to hear it. Is it long? uh, No, it's pretty short. Okay. Do it. You know, like, all good raps. uh, Short and sweet. Drunk. (laughs) Uh, it's trying to autocorrect, get drunk, not fat. Like, no, just get drunk. No, just, I'm fine with fat, just drunk. Bottle air. Uh, but when I, I forget if I've even told this in the podcast, but when I went to go buy the... Absinthe at the store. I'm like, do you have absinthe? He's like, ah, reading Baudelaire. I'm like, oh no, I'm making a podcast about the history of absinthe. He's like, ah, so you're gonna be reading Baudelaire. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, get drunk. Hey, hey. and he didn't respond. I'm like, oh no, that's the poem. That's the poem. That's the one about. (laughs) That's the poem. So uh, here's uh, we're gonna finish off with a poem, poetry. (gasps) Get drunk. Get drunk. Also, sometimes read as get drunk. Uh, One should always be drunk. That's all that matters. That's our one imperative need. So as not to feel time's horrible burden that breaks your shoulders and bows you down, you must get drunk without ceasing. And what with? With wine, with poetry, or with virtue, as you choose, but get drunk. (laughs) As if. As, as if at some time on the steps of a palace in the green grass of a ditch in the bleak solitude of your room, you're waking up with the drunkenness has already abated. Ask the wind, the wave, a star, the clock, all that which flees, all that which groans, all that which rolls, all that which sings, all that which speaks. Ask them, what time is it? And wind. Drunk time. And the wind, the wave, the star, the bird, the clock will reply, it is time to get drunk. I can't believe this is real. So that you may not be the martyred slaves of time get drunk get drunk and never possible rest with wine with poetry or with virtue as you choose and that's get drunk by charles baudelaire a loser <laughs> french poet writer and essayist what a loser <laughs> i can't believe uh people he don't includes, change. like spiritual stuff i guess he tries to be poetic he's about like, it he's like you you know you could read the bible you could or you could uh, drink some alcohol you could get like really drunk yeah. You could wake up in a hill somewhere. I I love that he's so afraid of time. Yeah. Like, time's going to get him. He's like, it's like he can't stand ticking clocks, and he's like, well, if I get drunk, I can't hear him. He is Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Hundo P. Yeah. And he was, he was like, one of the people that got super mad when people were uh, trying to ban absinthe. He's like, but it's the best thing ever. But it gets you the most drunk. <laughs> Let's go do a rager. Oh They're like, gosh. Charles you're part of the problem. Charles you're why we need to ban it. Chucky you need to go yeah, lie Chucky. down. Chuckles. Go lie down. Chip. Chippy <laughs> ch- knock it off. Chippathy go lie down. Chipperman you're drunk. He's like I know. Get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> have you read my poem? Get drunk. I it right now. And he can't do it. And he falls over half.: So like uh, this man is a famous poet, and you can be too, <laughs> if you're Amy Winehouse. If you get drunk, you didn't get drunk. Anyway, this is hysterical history. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get drunk, be responsible with all of your substances. Yes. And uh, if you want to send us an email about... Oh, we should read. Should we read letters? We you do it next time. Okay. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you should do that to hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. And uh, send us your absinthe stories or... Um, Other funny history things. Anytime you have hallucinated, <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Or something history related, too, you know? At one time, you blew absinthe on a guinea pig and it fell over. If you have a companion piece you wrote to get drunk. Oh, yeah. uh, We'd love to read your poetry. Yeah, we'll read your poetry. It'll be great. (laughs) And, um, yeah. Yeah, it'll be great. (laughs) But maybe don't. Don't drink too much and kill your family. I almost got, there were a couple different kinds of absinthe at the store. One of them was an Oregon absinthe. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and it was it was such a pretty bottle. It had, like, a little moon, uh, Luna mm. lo- moth on it. I'm like, the bottle's really pretty. It's more expensive, though, and I figure I should uh, probably get an absinthe from France. Yeah. Uh, turns out they're all nasty. Oregon. Is bargain basement Washington, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I can say that because I was born in Oregon and I live in Washington. And then they had really small balls. I'm like, I Sorry. want, I want less, but they're made in New York. No, and it's not. I don't want to. That's not the business. I would, I would consider if it if it was made in Louisiana. Sure, that's the France of America, but not New York. No, no. That's the Amsterdam of America. That's the Italy of America. <laughs> okay, is it? I mean, it used to be New Amsterdam. No, I know when they made I'm, sa- it. I'm saying mine is not oh. it. I mean, lots of Italian. I mean, lots of there. lots of immigrants in general. Little Italy, little China, little Irish, little Israel, little Israel. I don't know, maybe a lot, like that. lot, lot Israel. Yeah. Anyway, a <laughs> lot of bagels. Bye. Lot of schmear. <laughs> Bye! Bye -bye. Bye-bye! Bye-bye. Don't be like Charles Baudelaire. Please. Or Amy Winehouse. Or Amy Winehouse. Same person. Be safe. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.